The Mary Mac Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. How are you this week? Did you have a better-than-expected Christmas, Hanukkah, or other holiday last week? Were family and friends sensitive to your needs? Did they speak about your loved one, tell stories, even play the remembrance game with you? Did they make a toast, speak their name? And even if you cried, did it make you feel grateful? Or did it all feel like a bust? Did they ignore you for the most part? Make you feel uncomfortable for even being there? Did they feel awkward when your loved one's name came up? Did you feel lonely even though you weren't alone? Either way, I hope you continue to write five things each evening in your gratitude journal. Maybe more if the occasions were special and memorable and warm. And did you take the negative and turn it around to serve you? I certainly hope you did. There is no reason why you would allow others to make you feel badly while remembering your loved one who died or was killed. They don't get to do that. They don't get to make you feel less than. They don't get to judge why you grieve the way you do. And over what period of time. For us to get through this difficult journey in our life, we must limit our time with toxic people in our family or our lives. There will always be people who will should on you. You should be doing better by now. You should be going back to work by now. You should be over this by now. Really? There are no shoulds in grief. Everyone grieves in their own way and in their own time. What we are working toward is appreciating and being thankful and grateful for what time we did have with them. And see what you can be grateful for each day while we feel so badly. Otherwise, we sink down the rabbit hole and we don't want to do that. It takes a lot of time and energy to get back out of there. No matter where you are in your grief journey, please understand there is always something to be grateful for. Even when you feel like there isn't. You need to look for it, even just the little things. So how well did you treat yourself during Christmas and Hanukkah? Did you give yourself time and space to just be instead of just do because you thought it would keep your mind occupied? To just be alone when you needed it. To just sleep when you needed it. 
to say no to things that would just be too taxing on you. To say no to cooking dinner for so many people. To decorate less. To bake less. To visit less. To send less Christmas and Hanukkah cards. To drive less distances to be with family. To skip the flight to relatives this year. Did you spend more time with the young people in your life if you have children and grandchildren, nieces and nephews? Did they bring you joy? Did you encourage them to speak openly about your loved one? Did they create pictures or develop a collage of photos? Whatever happened last week, good or bad, it is now part of history. You have a choice to add the good to your journal and reframe the bad with a positive statement. It's all up to you. So in this episode, I want to talk to you about the new year, which arrives midweek this year, as well as to welcome in a completely new decade, 2020. This upcoming year, we can provide ourselves with a clear vision of what we do want instead of what we don't want. We cannot have what we want unless we have perfect clarity. If we have maybe dreams, nothing happens. If we have no dreams, nothing happens. If we only can decide on what we don't want, Nothing positive happens. Well, actually, we get what we don't want, and that usually doesn't help any of us. So why do I suggest creating this new perspective? Gaining clarity? Because we either decide to wallow in our grief, and don't get me wrong, there are many times we do this along our grief journey, Or we just coast. We do nothing for ourselves. We live in a guilt mindset wondering what we could have done or not done. What could have been if they lived longer? How unfair it is that they aren't here with you. How livid you are that they were taken so soon, especially if it was preventable. Like in the case of murder, suicide, accident, even malpractice. But I'm trying to help you look at this from a completely different outlook. Starting with the gratitude journal, I'm looking toward a more positive, healthy way of handling your grief. It doesn't mean you won't feel what you feel. And it doesn't mean you won't have bad and very bad days. But if I can help you reframe those times into a little lighter perspective, I'm hoping you will slowly open a new door. A door of gratitude for what you did share with them and the time you did have with them, instead of what you lost. Can you slowly celebrate their lives? Can you look at all the magnificent moments you shared and concentrate on them? That's what I want for you this year. I want you as emotionally stable as possible. I want you to give yourself permission to grieve and permission to heal and permission to create another life without guilt. 
If I do this, maybe I will forget them. Maybe my family won't agree with this thinking. Well, what if you did that, and they were actually grateful you did that, and the whole family could heal more from your lead? Maybe they have been waiting for you. So let me just tell you, you will never forget them. They were such a big part of your life, and as time moves on, you will think of them a little less each day, and that's all right. There will be a day when you catch yourself, when you realize you went a full hour and your loved one was not front and center in your mind, and you might feel guilty for it, but I want you to promise me that you won't feel guilty. At that place, you are healing. You are healing. They know you love them. They will always know how much you love them. And I can picture them saying, It's time, Mom. It's time, Dad. It's time, Sister. Or Brother. Or Grandma. Or Grandpa. Or Husband. Or Wife. It's time, Friend. It's time. Aunt. Uncle. Cousin. It's perfectly okay to move forward with your life. When I left, it was my time to go. I know you may not have believed it, but it was just my time. I know you were totally angry that I went first, or suffered or lingered with illness for so long. I know you will always think I was taken away too soon for your liking. But I want you to know, I'm just a thought away. I want you to get to the place where you know that I'm okay with you living your best life now. I would never want you to sacrifice your life for mine. For the way I died and the pain I might have endured, will that really solve anything? Of course not. You know, if I were there... I'd be surrounding you with my embrace and kisses and love. Right now, though, I can only offer you my memories. My wish for you is to enjoy the rest of your life. Not curtail your movements and thoughts because I'm not with you now. The season we were meant to share is now complete. It's exactly the amount of time it was meant to be. So please, slowly, start to consider what you want your life to look like now. What you want for yourself. What you deserve. All my loved ones deserve this. All my friends deserve this. You deserve this. I want the very best for all of you. So don't let me down. Because I'll be watching. (laughs) So let's take a look at making small plans for this new year. I'd like you to get out your gratitude journal 
And on the left-hand side of a page, at the top of the page, write the word emotional. Turn the page, and again, on the left-hand side, top of the page, write physical. Turn the page, and again, on the left-hand side, at the top, write social. Turn the page again, on the left-hand side at the top, write spiritual. Again, turn the page, on the upper left-hand side, write the word financial. And lastly, one more time, turn the page, and at the top left, write the word intellectual. This will give you two complete pages side-by-side in each area of your life. Now you might be asking, exactly what am I doing this exercise for? Well, if we are to slowly build a new life, we need to know where we're going. If you got into your car or arrived at a bus stop but didn't know where you were heading, chances are good you'd never get there. It's the same in life. If I want to go to Florida from New York and I don't make a conscious decision with a clear path, I might just wander west instead of deliberately with a clear path to drive south. That wouldn't help me, would it? And so it is with life. If you don't set a course, know what we truly want. We can't obtain it. And yes, we will go through fear of the unknown, fear that we don't deserve it, fear that it's too soon. Oh boy, a bunch of fear. But for right now, let that sit on the sidelines, okay? This exercise is to look at what will bring you happiness again. It will help you to begin shaping a new life. You might be grieving for someone who died recently. Or you might still be stuck after the death of your significant loved one over 50 years ago, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. And you never truly allowed yourself to move forward. You felt because they died, you had to suffer all these years. And exactly how did that serve you? And who exactly expected that of you? Did you feel that was expected because other relatives wouldn't let it go? Did they give themselves the bereaved parent or bereaved child or bereaved spouse or bereaved sibling label and they never took it off? Well, I'm here to tell you, if you did that to yourself or someone else, and it's been a very long time, I'm giving you permission to take that label off now. It has cost you a lot in your emotions, your physical body, maybe in the things that you stopped yourself from doing, your social life, your close relationships or lack thereof, maybe even your finances. So let's do this together. As we move forward this week through the new year, I'd like you to think about what you'd like to achieve this year in each of those pages. I only gave you two pages for each category so you don't feel overwhelmed. You only need one entry for each, but I suspect you might find more. 
What would you like to change in your emotions? Would you like to spend more time alone writing letters to your loved one in your journal? To get out all the things you need to say to them? Would you like to learn EFT, the emotional freedom technique, to feel more calm? Would you like to drive to a lake or the ocean or the forest? Somewhere you will find more peace. Can you listen to more meditation videos online? What can you do to change your state for the better? As for the physical pages, now we've begun with our little dancing at the end of each episode of this show. And I don't know about you, but it makes me happy. It's different, and we need different. So if dancing is your thing, like mine, crank up the music and move your body all over the room. Raise your arms, swing your hips, breathe deeply, feel alive again. Maybe you like to walk. Can you walk in an area with a lovely lake or something nice to look at along the way? Even if you start by walking around the block, walk the other direction, and you'll be surprised at all the different things you notice. Is it biking, swimming, hiking, something that moves your body, getting you to breathe outside, that makes you happy? Maybe you are struggling with disease. When you have dis-ease in your body, you are dealing with a body that is not at ease. Perhaps we can spend some time online to see what are the alternative ways to help ourselves. Would a cleaner diet with less processed food be a good option? Less fast food? Would less sugar, less grains help us? Would a mild detox cleanse help you? While I'm not a medical doctor, or a psychologist for that matter, I'm happy to share what worked for me along the way. It's important to do research and look for ways to help yourself through books, articles, and videos. Now let's look at social. What will you do that would help you to not be so isolated? Maybe you'll go on meetup.com. Find a great group of people who you would feel good with. Would you look in your church or synagogue? Perhaps they have something special that it would appeal to you. Will you consciously decide to attend a bereavement group exactly in line with the way your loved one died so you feel you are understood? If you need help with this, you can go to my site, marymac.info, click on the Grief Resources tab at the top, and you'll find all the national bereavement organizations from my book, Understanding Your Grieving Heart After a Loved One's Death. You can call them and see if they have a local chapter or a contact person near you. Maybe you'll decide to go for coffee or a drink with someone from the group and make a new friend. Perhaps you'll reach out to an old friend and ask them to do something together once a month. Can you meet for dinner? Plan a girl or a guy's night out? See what might feel comfortable for you at this place in life. 
Next, let's look at spiritual. Maybe sitting quietly each morning for 15 minutes all alone in your room before you start the day will help you collect your thoughts, write your tasks for the day, make you feel more calm. Finding a meditation video online for 10 to 15 minutes might just be the right thing for you. If you once went to church or synagogue, perhaps you are ready to return. If the pastor or rabbi said something stupid at some point, which was my experience, are you ready to leave that to the side and decide that your relationship is with God and not Him? You go there to find more peace with God. You might even go there when there's no service going on at all, like I do. I find it quite lovely, peaceful, and I get to speak to God without interruptions. But then again, I can do that from my bedroom, too, whenever I want. (laughs) Next is financial. So is there one thing you might like to change about your financial health? Is it to earn more money at something a bit easier, maybe, not too stressful? Is it to manage the money you do have? Is it to learn how to handle your accounts more effectively? Maybe it's to always make sure you have enough money in the appropriate accounts, or to open a new one to start fresh. Perhaps you will bring down your debt so you have less stress on you. Pare down your bills so it's easier for you. Now let's look at intellectual. So what can you learn this year? Are you a widow and you need to learn how to drive again after so long? To feel confident behind the wheel? Do you want to attend an adult learning class at the local college? Do you want to start college? What have you left behind that would help you to feel more accomplished? Did you start something years ago and now you'd like to complete it? How about looking at life from a different perspective? Be with those who also love the subject you love. Do you want to take a photography class, history class, learn how to fish, learn how to decorate, how to build a cabinet, how to bake, maybe declutter your home, learn feng shui, oh, I love that, or other hobby you left behind. Pick it up again, just in a small way, and see how it feels. Now lastly, I have another topic for you. Turn the last page, and on the left side at the top, write the words, giving back. These two pages are reserved for you to volunteer in some way with a cause that resonates with you. Whether that is to donate to a cause like the Foundation for Grieving Children, which I started many years ago, whether that is to partake in an activity that cause is developing, ask for something small at the beginning. Be on a committee to help with their events. When we give back, when we help someone, instead of primarily focusing on ourselves, We concentrate on another who might be in more pain than ourselves. Look for something that helps another human being. 
Salvation Army, grieving children's centers or groups, veteran groups, maybe at a hospital or hospice if you can handle that. There are so many people who are in a different type of pain than you are, even if it's just for an hour or two a week. Do this. Do this for yourself. So I'd like to wish you a very happy new year. A new year, a new decade filled with more joy than you know now. Yes, joy. You deserve it. And when you start to look at what you do want, and write them down in each of these pages in your journal, I suspect you will see little changes in yourself. Good changes. Instead of focusing on what you don't want, you will now be recording what you do want. And when you're focused on what you do want, life changes for the better. And I want that for you. Now it's time to get up or wiggle in your seat, enjoy the music, and dance and have fun. Thank you for joining me today. Raise a glass and make a toast to your loved one this New Year's. Remembering the New Year's of the past, celebrate them and thank them. Take the time this week to think about one thing you will move toward this year in each of the categories we spoke about. Keep writing the five things you are grateful for each evening in your journal. And as always, go to the podcast tab on marymac.info, find episode four, click read more, and share your thoughts. I wish you a very happy 2020. I'll be thinking of you at midnight. I'll talk to you again soon.